This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. Werner. Werner Hayflick spent the evening at his catering job, making white wine spritzers and mixing vodka with tab in a spacious apartment overlooking Central Park. There were orchids, thick rugs, a dog with long blonde hair. He walked home late from the subway afterward, along the gated and padlocked streets of the Upper East Side. The trees on his block were scrawny and impervious, like invalid ants. Once he had seen a parakeet in one of those trees, staring down at him, shifting from foot to foot. The bird had sharpened both sides of its beak on the branch and then made a veering, panicky flight to a windowsill far above. Most of Werner's metaphorical moments were painterly, the juxtaposing of the wild bird and the tame tree, the shimmer of periwinkle, the splurt of titanium white that fell from it onto the pavement. He loved New York for its simple surprises, although in truth, Oregon and Iowa and Arizona and everywhere else had simple surprises as well. Cantaloupe-colored sunrises, banded cows, dairy queens, all kinds of things that didn't include black plastic mountains of trash and the smell of dog urine. But on that night, it wasn't like that. It was cold and fresh on the dark streets. He rounded the corner and his building came into view, a turn-of-the-century tenement where, right about then, just before midnight, December 19, 1991, another kind of New York surprise was taking shape. Deep inside the walls, three floors below Werner's apartment, a sprig of cloth-wrapped wire sizzled and then opened like a blossom. From the street, it looked like a single building, but it was actually twin tenements set next to each other and connected along the facade. Werner let himself into the entrance on the left, walked to the back, and climbed to the fifth floor where he was greeted by his cat. She trotted ahead of him into the kitchen to wait for her bounty, served on an unfurled bed of tinfoil. A pale smear of liver pate and several translucent strands of sashimi. Feet up, Werner dialed Eugene, Oregon, and had a nice conversation with his mother. He liked to call home late when they were just getting to the end of their West Coast day and he was still energized, sitting in his skivvies in the overhot apartment. The walls were bumpy and pocked thick plaster reinforced with horsehair, but he had whitewashed them and hired someone to refinish the wood floors. They were hay-colored and gleamed in the lamplight. His paintings hung here and there, dark backgrounds with shapes emerging out of them, construction machinery, the camshaft of an ocean liner, simple tools, almost but not quite abstract. When Werner finally slept that night, it was like sinking slowly through water, fathom by fathom, to the ocean floor. He might have been dreaming when the wiring finally ignited, carrying fire upward through the building. He thought he could feel things swirling in the darkness, but when he tried to reach for them, the weight of the water pressed him to the bed. 
Sometime between 4 and 5 a.m., the tenants in 2C heard a heavy pounding noise in the ceiling, which then collapsed. Their upstairs neighbor in 3C heard the same sound, and then their ceiling collapsed as well. They made it to the fire escape and began screaming. The 2C tenants left through the stairwell with their children, although the wife became paralyzed with confusion and fear, and the husband had to drag her. In the panic, they left their door open.